some of the fears about AI and media was like, oh, we're going to replace journalists with like AI that just churns out these stories, um, which might happen to a certain extent. I think a lot of media organizations right now are trying to figure out their guidelines about when is a journalist allowed to use ChatGPT or something yeah. to generate text. Especially versus- something like the Daily Mail where realistically they're grabbing stories from other platforms and rewriting them. You know, like... Yeah, exactly. Do you need a, a quote-unquote journalist to do that? Which, again, speaks to also that question of, like, if you're just getting into journalism and that base-level job realistically is usually that kind of area, like, are those jobs still going to be around? Again, speaks to our episode from earlier. Yeah, no, and, and potentially not because, yeah, you're right. A lot of what the Daily Mail puts out, as an example, is just, like, regurgitated shit from other publications. You could probably right now train a... LLM to do that. You, you probably can, wouldn't even need to train it. It could probably, like, yeah. it knows what a Daily Mail article sounds like. Yeah, you're right. It could probably just do it. Anyway, but the other thing that AI is definitely going to change is uh, in distribution, basically. As I said before, this idea that you're going to have a platform that basically you, you say, I want to hear all the finance stories. Mm. It will know the kind of stuff that you like reading and hearing about and like give it to you in natural language yeah. and probably mash a bunch of different things together, generate a newsletter for you that has like all the stuff you like to hear. That stuff is kind of hurtling down the pipeline as well. Mm. So the the whole model of like I'm going to scroll my fucking social media feed and I'll see a headline that's like written in the most like well, – I was a pedestrian, the, the founder of pedestrian – he always used to say, like, write a headline that'll rip their eyeballs out. Rip their fucking eyeballs out. Like, you know, you see this on, on Facebook and you got to click on it. Yeah. You know, that whole thing is gone. Like, <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. You can't build a sustainable business no. of ripping people's eyeballs out. Especially now when the what's being offered as kind of like a bold new vision is like, you don't need to rip anyone's eyeballs out. You just go to this platform that gives you everything you want to know in a nice format. Don't need to click on anything. It's all there for you. Way more compelling. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. No, having, totally. And having to click on something and then inevitably disappointed by what's in there because the headline basically just lied to you. Yeah, of course. Like it is a better way to consume media. And much like the Spotify model, like we've talked about this before, like it does turn out that paying a monthly subscription or like Netflix or whatever is actually for the consumer better when they have access to the content that they want to have access to in a trustworthy format in high quality, like that is a better experience. That said, like, you know, you kind of made me think then, okay, you know, I've got a bunch of subscriptions, whatever, a couple sub stacks, a bunch of premium kind of news media outlets, whilst like something like the information or semaphore or whatever might not technically allow it, like what's to stop businesses from subscribing as users passing the information that gets sent in their inbox that morning, you know, using AI to basically rewrite it and provide summaries of it, blah, 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 blah. And like basically kind of becoming an aggregator for certain content. Yeah, I don't don't have an answer for that. We are definitely at the point, and we probably should have talked about this in our last episode, but at the point where it's kind of like a lot of people are sitting up and taking notice of how valuable the content they produce is. Mm-hmm to something like OpenAI. Yeah, which is why like Reddit, for example, has like started charging for its API. That's and- right. Reddit started, and it, it came out that OpenAI was already paying Twitter for access to its all the content they could post on Twitter to mm. like feed into its 
machine. They were already doing that. But one of the very first things that Elon Musk did, apparently, it came out in retrospect, was like clamp down the gates and be yeah. like, no, you need to pay us way more for that, which I think actually completely makes sense. Oh, yeah. Same um, as Reddit, like charging for the API. It's like, hold on. We have this asset. The asset is the community and all of the answers and- And the, yeah, the data and- Blah, blah, blah. So like giving that to commercial organizations who are going to charge people for it to be incorporated in their model for free- like Reddit's, you know, it was free API access, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I do actually understand why they would clamp down on that and say like, you know, hold on, if you're creating value and also driving traffic, probably pulling traffic away from Reddit, as we've discussed in our Reddit episode, people use it basically as a search engine or they use Google as a Reddit search engine. Will AI replace- Downround is now a premium podcast. You can subscribe to our premium offering at downround.net for $7 a month or $70 a year if you're uh, bargains inclined. And you get not only the episode that you get every week, but one additional one every single week, $7 a month. It's a great bargain. We go deep on... Oh, this is a terrible one. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're right. We go deeper on the issues. We say more crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you want to hear us say stuff that's basically balls to the wall, maybe even illegal, maybe illegal, downround.net, you'll find us there.